Hello, and welcome to the Weekly Watch podcast series. I'm John Briggs, Global Head of Death Strategy. This series helps you cut through the noise of global financial markets with a quick take on the upcoming trends to watch. Hello, everyone. This is the first podcast recorded since the significant miss in the U.S. jobs report. And since then, we also saw a large miss in the U.S. consumer price index. While the jobs number was weaker than expected, the inflation data was stronger than expected, and the result's been a wild ride for the financial markets in between. First, jobs missed caused a fall in bond yields, albeit a passing one, uh, as well as weaker dollar, better risk assets, as the markets took the number to mean that the potential for the Federal Reserve to talk taper or to you know, move up any sort of timing for reducing accommodation was delayed, and the policy would stay easier for longer. But just a few days later, the stronger inflation print, on the other hand, brought the reverse. Worries that inflation coming stronger than expected may bring the Fed to taper and eventually tighten policy sooner than expected. This caused a stronger dollar, a rise in bond yields, and has since weighed on risk assets, especially U.S. equities. So on the subject of the data, I'm joined today by our chief U.S. economist, Kevin Cummins. Kevin, what are we going to make of this data? Is the market overreading these prints? Do we think the job market is really slowing to the extent that we saw? Um, is inflation rising as much as we feared? I mean, these are pretty big moves here, at least versus consensus. So what are your thoughts on all this? Yeah, I mean, the... Uh... From the perspective of, you know, relative to expectations, both of these reports, no one saw coming, um, as, you, as you pointed out. Um, from the perspective of the labor market, you know, I think taking a step back, and I, I think it's worth, you know, uh, thinking it in a little bit broader of a picture than, you know, the last couple of reports. I think fundamentally, the recovery is still on track. We're very well underway. We saw a very strong Q1 GDP report. And most of the other data suggests that things are picking up into uh, Q2 uh, with regard to the growth side. Um, you know, the deceleration in, in payrolls, it probably was underappreciated, hang, you know, heading into the report that there are some constraints on the supply of labor. Uh, and I think that's what really weighed down uh, payroll growth rather than a, a evidence that there's weaker demand for labor and things are fading. So, you know, in any given month, I think payrolls are, are everybody knows is a pretty obviously uh, volatile number and, and you could be off uh, several hundred thousand in a typical month, not necessarily a million, but, um, you know, given the pandemic, these numbers are very difficult to forecast. So, you know, it's a big miss relative to expectations, but you know, 266,000 jobs is still moving in the right direction. It's just that, you know, the demand side of the economy is very strong. We obviously had a lot of fiscal stimulus and, and reopening the economy. Things are really starting to take off, in my opinion. But the supply side is, while it is starting to recover, it is struggling at least to meet some of that demand. You know, there's obviously COVID disruptions, supply chain disruptions, part shortages, semiconductor shortages, and so on. So I think, you know, uh, uh, all those factors probably went in the same or the wrong direction uh, relative to payrolls. So um, I think that's probably why we saw. I mean, this morning we saw some more very good news on jobless claims with another pandemic low of 473,000. If you look at the four-week moving average there, you're, you're falling in 13 of the last 14 weeks. So I think, you know, in the broader context of a pandemic, that's very good news. So, you know, I'm still pretty uh, optimistic on the outlook. I think that growth is really going to 
move into the, the summer with some upward momentum. I think Q2 GDP is certainly going to be stronger than Q1. Um, earlier this week, we saw JOLTS data that did show job openings reached a record high of 8.1 million uh, openings. Um, with that sort of rising vacancy rate and, and kind of the sluggish rebound that we're seeing in employment, that certainly points to labor market constraints here facing the economy you know, at this time uh, as we head into the, you know, the spring. Um, if you listened earlier this week, the NFIB survey did show that you know, that finding qualified employees is their biggest challenges for small businesses. Um, and that is potentially going to, you know, hit growth a little bit from that perspective. I think it was 44% of respondents said that job openings couldn't be filled um, because of the difficulty of finding qualified employees. So, you know, we are seeing these supply issues, which probably aren't necessarily going to fade away anytime soon. Um, there's obviously very generous uh, unemployment benefits that are go, that go through September. So I, I think this is probably going to hold back perhaps the, uh, the pace of job growth as we move forward. But, you know, I, I, I still am pretty optimistic on, on the overall labor market uh, in general and the growth side. You know, the inflation data, again, that was one that no one saw coming either. You know, the, the increase in core clearly is reflecting these transitory, at least from the Fed's perspective, uh, these transitory factors. Now, the magnitude obviously was much greater than I think, but you know, even shortly after the report, Clarida very much dismissed uh, the, the worry or the concern perhaps by Fed officials. So I, I think if we were to see this persist throughout you know, the summer months, um, then I think the Fed would potentially change their game plan. But I think right now, I think, you know, the, the, while the magnitude is bigger than people expected, um, you know, these supply chain related events that are all kind of coming together at the same time um, seem to probably have temporary push, uh, you know, core prices. We, we aggregate uh, within the inflation data how much of it was related to COVID in the wake of COVID. So you looked at things like hotels, uh, airfares, uh, a lot of the uh, used car supply issues that are going on there. And we're starting to see, you know, some inflationary movements high, pretty high. In fact, used car prices were up 10% on the month. That's, you know, the, a record gain. Um, and about 70% of the increase in the core was directly related to COVID. So, I think right now, yes, it's it's very, you know, it was a, a very big headline, but I don't think the the Fed, at least from their perspective of, of interest rates, is has has to rethink their view that things are going to moderate later this year. But you know, it certainly amps up the debate whether or not the pickup that we're starting to see is transitory or not. Uh, and and I think uh, that debate is probably likely here for a while. Yeah, well, I'm, it's good to hear because you know, for for. My view, or at least that, you know, some of this is transitory. And my view is, you know, you know me, I'm not really much of an inflation guy, but um, that, you know, this conversation, we were always in the September taper time frame when the Fed would start to talk about it. But, and that had, we'd started to see a lot of that move up towards June. You know, people were talking about oh, if we get a million jobs or two million jobs that maybe the Fed's going to, it certainly really pushed that off on the jobs report, but then the inflation number came and it started being, oh no, man, now the Fed's going to have to taper and all this stuff. So, you know, for me, I think that hearing you reassure that it doesn't, you know, the Fed's going to look through some of this stuff. We need a few months. 
um, I think is going to be a stabilizing factor, you know, for risk assets. And for me, I, you know, being a more positive on the outlook on the growth side, looking at all these other growth numbers, you know, coming out. And unfortunately, this we're not we're recording right before retail sales number this Friday, but I think that's going to go a long way just to reinforcing, hopefully, that you know the growth outlook is good, and this is a labor supply issue, not a labor demand issue. Um, but you know, on the inflation side, one problem, I think, maybe not problem, but one issue is for the next few weeks, until you get that next report, I think the fears of inflation could linger. So I think that for the next few weeks, we're definitely going to have choppy markets. Um, we thought this would be a period as we head in towards taper season that you start to see more volatility. And I think that that these this data, just, you know, the misses, the size of the misses certainly, you know, makes that volatility likely to continue. So I think in the end, you know, over the next, if you're looking month to month, things are still going to be okay, but we could be in for a bit of a wild ride, at least until we get to the next payroll report, the next CPI report, just to see if you're ver- if these trends are verified. So could be a, could be an interesting few weeks. Um, on that note, Kevin, thanks for joining us. Appreciate thanks the insights and, uh, you know, see how this all comes out of the work, comes out of the wash. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of the weekly watch. Please subscribe to our channel to get future episodes. We also encourage you to explore more of our content on our website and other social media channels.